All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I'm going to take one more swig of water. Yeah, I guess I'll do that too. One more swig of water. That's what I'm talking about. Hello, and welcome to the Interstate Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. K-Slugs. My name is Peter, a.k.a. Deal For Real, and I'm also your host. Hell yeah, we're back with Season 3. Season 3, my brother. Man, it's good to be back. It's good to it be back. It is good to be back. It's good to be back in the, the recording booth, the my high-tech, uh, you know, <laughs> pimped-out recording booth. Always a pleasure. <laughs> right. Uh, ready to, uh, you know, we've had a good break. We've... Uh, We've both been pretty busy, had some changes going on in our lives, but I think things overall are pretty good. We've got some great games lined up for the season, so we cannot wait to share our thoughts and opinions and rants with all of you. Yeah, I know uh, you've missed us, and you know what? We've missed you guys. Um, So buckle up and get ready for another awesome season of IG. Uh, Before we get into the meat and potatoes, though, we do have a, uh, a question from our good friend of Eastie Boys fame, Aaron Miller, also of... um. What's the name of his new Twitter account? It's like Marketplace Maniacs, I think. Oh, yeah, where, that's pretty uh, funny. <laughs> where he's going to be posting um, funny things he sees on Facebook Marketplace. So definitely check that out if you're interested in some funny content from your boy Aaron. Uh, he sent in this question, uh, unfortunately not in time for our Q&A episode, but it's a good question, so I figured we could briefly mention it. Uh, Aaron, forgive me, I don't have the exact verbiage with me right now, but the uh, the main point of his question was, if we had infinite resources to make a video game or have a game made for us, what would it be? Kevin, do you have a do you have an answer for us? Yeah, uh, it's going to be kind of lame, but maybe not so lame. I, I kind of talked about in the last episode um, how I'd want a Fallout Four, not Fallout Four, but like a Fallout like settlement building game, kind of like they did in Fallout Four with the settlements, but like a more expanded. I'd really like a game like that, and I think I would make it if I could. Um, I yeah, think that'd, be pretty that'd be cool. great. Yeah, yeah. My answer is uh, I would want a new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game that is actually good, unlike Tony Hawk's <laughs> Pro Skater Five, which was awful. Um, I didn't even I didn't even attempt to play it because of how bad the reviews were. But I would want a new Tony Hawk game with an entirely new story mode, but a tasteful story mode, not, not you know nothing too wacky because I'm a grown man now. Um, but also with all of the old content, all the old levels uh, and skaters from previous games, I know that for some like licensing reasons, they wouldn't be able to include every pro because of you know contracts and things. Um, but you know, I'm dreaming. If I had infinite money, I'm sure they would you know take infinite payments to <laughs> to appear in this game. Uh, but yeah, all the levels, all the customization options from all the games, um, and along with all the new content. So that would be my dream game. Yeah, for a second there, I thought you were going to say Tony Hawk Battle Royale. There have been game modes in Tony Hawk that have been kind of combat-like, as much as you can while riding a skateboard. So I guess that right. would be possible, but I'm not sure if I would. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if I would want that over uh, the idea that I just pitched to you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's like a side mode. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I'd be down for a Battle Royale side mode. Why not? You know, got all yeah. the resources in the world. So yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Uh, are you ready to talk, to talk about this week's video game? Uh, I am, but uh, what what game are we doing, buddy? 
Well, I'm about to tell you. Oh. This game is the out-of-this-world Wii platformer classic, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Oh, was I was I supposed to play this game for the podcast? Wait, I thought we were doing... Oh. Oh. Shoot. Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, Super Mario Galaxy oh. 2. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, I got ya. <laughs> can't um, do You can't do yeah. <laughs> I was like, bitch, we clarified this like three times. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, no, this game was a lot of fun to uh, go back and uh, <laughs> go over. Uh, Chris and I both had attempted to play this game before, and uh, actually several times. We tried one and two many times, but we just... Never could get into it enough to want to continue it further. Well, I am happy to announce that I have played a significant amount of this game, and uh, I think I'm ready to give it a solid review. I was kind of in a similar boat as you. Uh, several years back, I was at a friend's house, and I was trying the original Super Mario Galaxy, but I couldn't quite get into it. So uh, I wasn't sure what I would think of this game. But I really enjoyed it. I beat the main story, and... Uh, there's like a special world after the main story that I got a little bit into, but not too much. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, and I'm happy to talk about it. It was the first 3D Mario platformer that I've played since Mario 64, because I did skip Sunshine, which I know is a travesty for a for a GameCube owner like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we'll have to circle back to that one at some point. Um, but yeah, I thought there was some interesting stuff to talk about, and... Uh, Oh, also for for the usual context, I almost forgot to mention, this game came out in 2010, and uh, Super Mario Galaxy 1 came out in 2007. And this is the first, and I think so far only, mainline Mario 3D platformer to appear on the same console as its predecessor. So, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. But I guess guess the first one received such good reception, it's like, alright, well let's just do another one. Yeah, you know, I, I'd forgotten to look up the uh, the Metacritic beforehand, but I, I do believe the first one was a very popular game, and I think this one was too. And the Wii was so. a pretty long-running console, am I right? Yeah, because it was running from, what, like 2007 to 2012, maybe? Yeah, so, so I guess that yeah. makes sense. All right, well, are we ready to get into the gameplay? I, yeah, I think we are, and if you'll let me, I'd like to talk about this first. Sure. Sweet. So this was by far the hardest category for me to rank on this game. because, And I know some people, they might disagree with my opinions on what I have to say about the gameplay, but they might agree. I don't know. But on one hand, this game had some of the best level design and gameplay design I've ever seen in any game. Damn. Like, probably ever. Like, the level design was top-notch, and it was amazing. But on the other hand... I felt that the the movement and control scheme was pretty awful, in my opinion. In my opinion, now I know a lot of people they're into the whole motion controls thing. Um, and let me clarify, I'm not a huge fan of the Wii already, so it doesn't start off good for me. But I will right. say I was pretty impressed um, with what it did have to offer and what it did do to make use of the controls. But um, I still, I'm just not a fan of like the whole nunchuck with the Wiimote thing. And, and at this point, you know, motion controls had not been fully fledged out. I mean, it was still pretty good for its time, but I just, I wasn't into it. Um, and so now they didn't use motion so much uh, for movement, 
which would have been fine. Like what they did with the motion controls, like just spinning when you're in like a star that shoots you off or whatever, or like just grabbing the, uh, the like the the motion controls were very minimal. I felt like in this game, but that's not what made me not like the control scheme so much. Um, and maybe it wasn't the control scheme; it was just maybe maybe the movement wasn't very good. So like I think we had talked about this before. Uh, last night um, when we were playing Rocket League, uh, it felt like Mario. Like you, you mentioned, it felt like Mario lost all momentum when trying to jump an aerial drift somewhere. Yeah, I, I found that. I found that sometimes my problem specifically was that when I would jump, um, when I landed, I felt like I would lose momentum when I started running again after the landing, which would kind of uh-huh. have like a start-stop feel to it. But it didn't happen all the time. It happens sometimes. Um, but I couldn't quite figure out why it was inconsistent. And then the other yeah. problem that I would have is uh, inconsistently doing the little side flip when you're running in a direction and then you immediately turn around and jump. I found I couldn't do that consistently either. Um, but th- those really were my two like gripes about the controls or the movement. Um, but everything else I thought was pretty good. Um, they they didn't have, like you said, they didn't have too many like motion control gimmicks. Um, I mean, flicking the Wiimote to spin, which is something you need to do all the time. I mean, that's a very simple movement. Like, you don't need to do it with any sort of accuracy. But then, in the levels where they did have, like, big motion control elements, there were only a few of them, but there was a couple levels that had you glide down the screen, and you had to tilt the Wiimote to do that. And uh, another couple games where you had to roll around on a ball, and those also had you tilt Oof. the Wiimote to yeah, that do that. Yeah, that was rough. I, I found that to be pretty fun, actually, once I got used to it. Um, but all told, there's maybe like probably between five to seven levels in the game that have extensive motion control use, and I think that's like a good amount. If there were any more than that, I think I would have gotten pretty tired of it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm glad there wasn't an overbearing amount because I don't know if I could have continued on playing the game. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it just wasn't... I don't know, uh, and it wasn't the motion controls that really kind of turned me off. Like some of the motion controls were pretty cool. Like I do like gliding and stuff like that. Um, the ball rolling was hard for me, but um, the only point where I was really like, I don't want to do this, was the speed run one, and I was like, I don't really want to. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> yeah. want to mess with this. But uh, overall, um, just some of the movement felt very clunky to me. I couldn't feel like I could move around freely. I'll put it in perspective. It was really hard for me to kill a simple Goomba that was right next to me. Like it was hard yeah. for me to jump on them or like spin into them because there's so much delay on like the cooldown of the spin. While the animations were really cool in this game, I felt like they they hindered some movement um as well. And then like you said, just some of the jumping and like the aerial drift on the jump was just kind of not what I I didn't feel like I could move very comfortably like I could with like a normal Mario game. Yeah. I agree. Uh, from from my perspective, it wasn't anything game breaking. I still had a lot of fun with the game, but I would certainly like it to have been better. <laughs> yeah, and then a couple of other nitpicks I would say is uh, Yoshi's flutter kick. When like you're holding down the flutter kick, it like it's so delayed that you don't know if it's actually coming out. So you press A again to try to flutter kick, and then you end up canceling your flutter kick. Yeah, I had that exact thing kill me a few times. <laughs> and then uh, another one is uh, the boo transformation, uh, the boo mushroom. Uh, when you're mashing A, it's like it doesn't seem like it's going very fast. And then you bounce off the wall and then you hit something and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, 
and, and I found that uh, that was definitely my least favorite power-up um, for that reason. And I'll, Or actually, no, it wasn't my least favorite. We'll talk about our mutual least favorite in a second <laughs> here. <laughs> um, but the Boo one also, it felt like like the hitbox on yourself when you were getting close to the wall was like way too big. Yeah. Like I hit the wall when I was like two inches away from it or something. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. And then like you you didn't phase out very long. Like you would just disappear, I should say. You didn't disappear for very long. So yeah. you ended up hitting something. But one one last complaint that I have is that the camera was not something I really liked in this game either. You hardly like there were camera controls to adjust and move the camera, but not very often did they like let you use it. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's like I felt like less than half the time I could move the camera. It's like what's even the point if it's not going to let me do it for the majority of the game? Yeah, I know. Or at least that's what it felt like. And actually, it's funny you said less than half the time because that's exactly what I wrote <laughs> down. <laughs> So yeah, that was kind of a bummer. I was like, man, I, f- I feel like people have figured out camera controls by now, but all right, here we are. Yeah, and it's especially weird that like with these, I-, I feel like these are individually fairly small complaints, but they all kind of add up, right? Yeah. And and I feel like it's weird that the sequel would still have these problems. Like I I don't yeah. know about you, but I you know I basically have not played the first game, so I don't know how much this game has improved on it, if any. But I'm like, you know, if, if this is their second go around, then I feel like they should have solved some of these problems. Yeah, you bring up a good point with that. Um, I play the first one; it's it's very similar to this one. Just the second one has a little bit more content, I'd say. Yeah, Yoshi is new actually in this game. I noticed. Yeah, so. yeah. And I, I, I like I like the addition of Yoshi. I feel like he's pretty cool. Yeah, and, uh, he's pretty cool. Yeah, I do want to kind of turn the conversation to like level design and kind of the the flow of the game. Yeah, because that was something you said was really good. So I kind of want to get started on that track. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, the goal of this game is to collect power stars in each level to unlock new levels, very similar to Mario sixty four and to Mario Galaxy one before it. Um, each level has about three to four stars in it, including the um, hidden stars you can find, and also these prankster comets, which you can unlock that provide new stars for you to collect. Um, there's also like once you get to the end game, there's also green stars that are kind of like additional stars that you can collect just to like extend the content of the game. Um, I didn't really get to that point, but overall, like the flow of the game is you go around the galaxies, you get stars, and you defeat Bowser or Bowser Jr., who's guarding the end of the world, and that's kind of it. It's pretty simple. Um, no real like plot or anything to speak of. You're just kind of traveling along with your crew yeah. of Lumas and Toads and stuff. As Mario games go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which you know that's that's what they do. I I think that was a good decision. Yeah. Um. Yeah. On on the note of like the level design, the thing that stood out to me most was like how often and how well they would combine the two D and three D elements. Mm-hmm. There are some levels. I mean, most levels are totally three D, but then there's some levels that are just straight up two D, or at least sections of levels that are straight up two D, which I found really fun. And then also there's a couple levels where the You'll be in a 2D section of the level, but you'll like turn a corner and then your perspective will change, but it'll still be 2D. And like the gravity of the planet will affect things. And I I found it really fun. Like they they have a lot of fun with the mechanics in this game and even the power ups, like um, the B power up, while not all that much fun in my opinion, I think it's kind of like silly and goofy. And (laughs) I kind of enjoyed like having it. Um, And like the little tunnel item you could use to dig through a planet and come out on the other side. They just had like so much fun with all of the ways they could uh, mix up the gameplay, I found. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think every level was so unique and different in almost every way. Like no two levels really felt the same, except kind of those unlockable levels that you could get, um, where like the star would unlock the level, but I think that was on purpose. Other than that, like yeah, the level design's phenomenal. I mean, everything works so well together, even with like all the wacky and crazy stuff that they did and adding all the new uh mushrooms and uh things like that. Like I just it just works so well together and it's just like wow, like this is really cool. And there's like all these kind of puzzles and um yeah, no, I really enjoyed going through each level. I'm like, what is this level gonna bring? You know? Like <laughs> that's that's what yeah. I ask myself every time. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like that's a pretty hard line to tow well. Like it could have been very easy for them to go overboard and like add a bunch of random, you know, gameplay mechanics that made it feel cluttered or like one level was too different from the previous or something like that. And I'm sure some people might feel that way. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But it sounds like you and me agree that like they did that just well enough to keep everything fresh. Yeah. And like and yeah, every level feeling different from the previous, but but still cohesive as a game. Like it still feels like a Mario game where things are, you know, getting more challenging as you go on and yeah, all that sort of stuff. For sure. And even if something was really annoying, like I can't fault them for like going out and trying something like different. And just because I didn't like it doesn't mean somebody else didn't like it. So I yeah. mean, there is a lot of cool stuff that they did and uh I was really impressed. I think probably my favorite sort of like gameplay gimmick, recurring gameplay gimmick was the cosmic clones who uh would come out and like chase you as you're making your way through a course. Uh, and yeah. so you had to like keep moving and make sure not to run into them. Kind of like a game of snake. <laughs> yeah. And uh some of my favorite moments in the whole game were me trying to like outsmart the clones and making sure, <laughs> you know, to to snake to play the game snake well, <laughs> basically is what you have to do. Um but I thought that was a really creative mechanic. I don't know if that one was in Galaxy One or not. So it might not be new, but it's a lot of fun, and they incorporated it really well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was really fun. I don't know what would be my favorite gameplay mechanic. Um, I, I don't know. What did you think of the uh, the light bulb that you would eat as Yoshi that would reveal the platforms? Uh, I thought that was pretty fun. It was pretty cool. Like, uh, yeah. I had to keep getting them and then uh, figure out where to go. So. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fun too. That was another highlight for me. Yeah, I like I I did like Yo- the way they used Yoshi, like using the tongue a lot mm-hmm. to like uh, grab onto things. I really liked that. I kind of wish you could eat more stuff than just like two or three, but and maybe you can. It just I didn't do it. It didn't work for me very well. I suppose another thing uh, we should mention is the star bits, which are kind of like the main currency of the game. Although there are also coins too, and I'm not too sure what the coins are used for a lot of the time. Yeah, for um, real. Like, what do you use? Because like, because you you can use coins in some levels to buy like a health upgrade from a Luma. Yeah. But once you go back to the overworld, you can still like amass this fortune of coins. I don't really know what they do. Yeah. Um. They heal you. Yeah. Yeah. They heal you when you collect them in a level. Um. Star bits though, they are the main currency of the game, and you can get them just about everywhere. Um. You can use those to unlock new levels on the overworld by feeding them to a Luma who will transform. Um, that's probably like the most significant use of them. Um, but during the game, you can also point the Wiimote at the screen and press B to shoot a star bit at like an enemy. Um, I don't think you ever need to do that. It's pretty optional, if not entirely optional. 
Um, but like if you have a second player with you, there's a little co-op mode where like they can control that part of the game. Yeah, um, they can do the work is, for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, another thing that was cool is the way that you can just point the Wiimote at star bits on the screen to collect them. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Even like across this stage, you're like, oh, it's way yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's one stage, one of the haunted, uh, like one of the boo stages, where like the camera is in such a way that you can collect like all of the star bits from this huge corridor <laughs> all at the very beginning. So I'll just like point my, uh, my Wiimote at the screen and just kind of like wiggle it rapidly and just catch everything. It's like, hell yeah. Yeah. Did your uh, Wiimote ever, like, if the, if the Wiimote was technically off of the sensor, like, it couldn't be properly sensed, did it ever spaz out on you? Yeah, I, had, I mean, I have a pretty crappy Wii sensor bar setup, actually, because, like, my TV is in this alcove that's really high above the floor, and, like, my sensor bar is below the TV, and I just sometimes it just wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, so I'd have to like make an extra effort to point my Wiimote at the screen. <laughs> um, but the, the way it worked out, though, is that usually like 90% of the time, my Wiimote was not pointed at the screen at all. And so I would just like pick it up and like purposely point it at the screen when I needed it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of so. wondering about like new player difficulty because I tried to play this game with Katie, like a, a game that we could enjoy together and play together. Um and she, I think she really liked the game and the way it looked and felt and everything, but it was really hard. And I guess because of the movement, as I mentioned earlier, she found it to be a really hard Mario game for her, like really hard to just pick up and play. And, you know, Katie being a little bit newer to video games, it wasn't easy for her to essentially play. So I'm wondering for like people who aren't as like, you know, well versed in playing video games, um, if they have trouble picking this game up, I think that uh, the thing that would be the biggest contributor to that, in my opinion, would be how sometimes on a planet you're like walking upside down, or the camera is just really weird. Yeah, because like that would trip me up sometimes, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is making me kind of sick. Like I feel like I have to tilt my head ninety degrees to see what's going yeah. on. Yeah, um, it didn't do that too much to where it became like a recurring problem, but there were some times when I was like, oh, this is a little too much for me. So. I could definitely see that being alienating to newer players. As far as like the movement stuff, though, um, maybe I I'm not sure. But if you said that Katie felt that way, then I mean that's a valid perspective from her point. Yeah, because I, even I had a lot of trouble. Like, and, and you know, I'm not trying to like toot our own horns here, but we play a lot of video games. So I'm kind of wondering for someone who doesn't play as often, it's like they just they would have trouble getting into it. Um, I think you know Ryan asked us uh, in our episode last season or yeah, the last episode of the last season in our Q&A, um, he asked us, you know, what game would you recommend? He would recommend, I think, Thousand Year Door. And I know he really likes Galaxy, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe he wouldn't recommend Galaxy because it is kind of a hard, uh, what what would you call it? What, what do they say? Uh, the skill curve or something like that? Learning curve? Learning curve, yeah. Maybe the learning curve on that game is pretty, pretty steep. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, um, that about really does it for me on gameplay. Uh, to kind of sum it up, I don't really like the movement and camera, but uh, the level design is amazing, um, and the way things work together is amazing. So really hard for me to rate, but uh, I think I'm pretty satisfied with what I got. Yeah, I generally feel the same as you, but I think the my critiques are a little less strong than yours, and also my praises are a little less strong than yours. Because <laughs> I don't know if I'd call the level design like the best I've ever seen, but it was certainly pretty good. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm finished as well. Uh, would you like to give your score for gameplay? Sure thing, man. I gave it a hot, fresh 87. Ooh, I gave it a hot, fresh 85. Dang, we're pretty close. Okay, a lot closer than I yeah. thought. Yeah, for me, <laughs> it was like, okay, I have this one really high point and this one really low point. Uh, I, I do, I do want to say that I don't think... It's not one of my favorite games to play, but I can definitely recognize how good and innovative it was and how like a lot of people could like to play it. So, Yeah, I definitely see the, uh, the hype now that I've played it. Yeah. <laughs> well, moving on to uh, everyone's favorite section, aesthetics. Aesthetics. Boy, it's good to do that again. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll start out with visuals and Pete Boy. Why don't you, uh, you take us off there? Sure. Uh, well, the visuals are uh, pretty much what you'd expect from a Mario game, really. <laughs> like uh, Everything's really high quality, everything's really bright and colorful and fun. Uh, the animations are fun. Um, things are you know kind of like happy and bouncy and just really animated. Um, one thing I really liked is that the, the, different, the different worlds, not, not the galaxies, but like the overall worlds, all had their own sort of look and feel to them. Like the first world you're in is kind of just cloudy and like happy blue skies it's cool that not everything is like space themed either you know like before i played the game i expected everything to be like a planet in like a black field with stars all around it but like no you you go on planets that are in like cloudy areas or planets that are in snowy areas or like volcano areas so uh, a lot of variety there yeah um which again was kind of a good surprise for me um i also noticed that the game seemed to run like a pretty smooth 60 fps the whole time there maybe like one or two times when i was playing that it would drop but only but only for like a second so not a big deal now i gotta ask did you play on a crt or did you play with like on a widescreen tv i played on a crt boy so i will say this game because i played on my um component and composite cables now i gotta say it looks a million times better on composite with like widescreen and like I don't know if it's it might be a little less than seven twenty, but it just looks so good. Um, I think component is the one that you mean, like with the green and orange and blue and stuff. Yeah, that's the one I mean. Um, yeah. It looks so much better. It like it's so bright, vivid, and like well defined. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, uh, those are. I mean, the only other real point I have on the visual is like it's. I really like them, but they're just kind of like your normal Mario stuff. So it's like if you've ever played a Mario game, <laughs> you know you have an idea of what it's going to look like. Um, but I did really like the character designs too, like the bosses and yeah. The, uh, also the little like the little uh, different races, I guess you could call them. Like they have the bunnies who you'd find every now and then, and then like the mechanical people and like the tree people, and they're just you know they're just fun and like they kind of flesh out the world, and you can tell that the the design team had a lot of fun with all those elements. Yeah. I really like the animations too. Like especially when you begin a level or you're like you're blasting off as Mario and he's just like flying through space and just having the time yeah. of his life and there's star bits going <laughs> around him and you're just like, oh this is cool. Uh yeah, no, I, I wrote down that it's so colorfully and visually stunning that you wish you had time to stop and smell the roses a little bit. Which I think is pretty pretty true. It's like you can't really stop in this game because it doesn't make you feel like you can. But I kind of wish that you could and just kind of look around. And the camera kind of sucks to where you can't really do that. <laughs> but yeah. 
But it, I think the the worlds look so amazing, and and the characters look good too. Um, especially like, I don't know, I liked when everything was like big characters and big blocks that level <laughs> where everything was yeah. huge. That was kind of cool. Um, but Bowser looks cool. Uh, I, I, I've you know, as of late, I've really come to like Bowser's design. Like as yeah. as it as time progresses, Bowser's gotten really really cool. Yeah, and even even his uh. His levels in this game are really well designed too, visually. Like, yeah, um, how you have to break down the huge door before you fight him, and he has like this throne with this like obsidian, like gemstone flooring, and like all this crazy stuff. It's like, oh, this is dope. Like, he really does look like an emperor trying to, you know, take over the galaxy by making himself really big. Yeah, <laughs> like a uh, it's it lends a cool sense of like goofy epicness, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will say Peach kind of looks weird. I don't know why. Yeah, she has like something about her lips, her long chin, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but another small critique is uh, the hurt animations. I feel like when you do get hurt, like you can't move, and you it, and it's, this kind of has gameplay implications, but um, it, it doesn't really hurt the game too much. But it's kind of annoying to be stuck in an animation and not be able to respond and just watch you fall hopelessly to your death. Or something like that. Yeah, there were a couple of times where I was like hit by an enemy when I was kind of close to a ledge, and then I would just like slowly slide off yeah. because I was stuck in the animation. I was like, "Well, <laughs> this is tragic." Uh, this is unrelated, but like, I, I want to know if this this happened to you. So every time I saved and turned my game off, I had to get all my lives over again. Did that happen to you too? Uh, yeah, but more often than not, I would get a letter from Peach who would give yeah. me. Five one ups. Yeah, but so I had like I had like thirty or forty, and uh, and then I'd, they'd all go to like ten. I'd be yeah. like, well, no, that's intentional, like, and that's 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 the way that Mario games have worked for forever. Uh, okay, I think. okay, yeah. Um, well, cool. That's pretty much all I have to say about visuals. There's not much to say other than they're pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I do, since we have kind of blown through this section, I did want to briefly talk about the spring power-up because we forgot to Oh shoot! Um, yeah. in our gameplay section. Um, that, that shit's annoying. Oh my <laughs> god, it's so annoying. And the, like, there's the one level, um, it's like the Chain Chomp factory level where you yes. get the spring power-up. And basically you're like constantly bouncing, but if you time an A button press, you can bounce really high yeah. and far. But, like, I had trouble getting the timing right, and there's a part where you have to navigate this, like, long, skinny platform and, like, jump over these chain chomps. And then you have to, like, climb this wall with, like, very few footholds, and everything's moving, and, like, I'm missing inputs, and I'm dying, like, <laughs> fucking ten times. I'm like, God damn it! Like, I was raging, man. I was like, if, if we were the Secret Levels podcast and we had a rage meter, it would definitely be, like... Through the roof. Like... Eight or nine, at least, tr- for during that one level, and I was like, "I'm glad I don't have to do this again." For me, it was like I got all the way to the end, and like for some reason, the the uh, bullet bills coming at me. No, it wasn't bullet bill chain chomps that were just rolling at me. Like I, for some reason, I just kept getting hit by them, or like when I'd finally get over them, I get hit by something up top, and that crazy long hurt animation would just <laughs> make me fall over. Which I guess that's how we can kind of tie this back into visuals is that some of the animations took way too long to come out in this game. And uh, it kind of sucks. But <laughs> other than that, it's great. But cool. Well, uh, do we want to give our visual ratings? 
Yeah, I give it a hot fresh 90. 90. Uh, I will give it a 95. Ooh. Ooh. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, So moving on to audio, um, and I'll take this off. Um, The soundtrack is pretty exceptional. Uh, Several people have mentioned to me that it's like one of their favorite soundtracks of all time. And I can't say I disagree with it being one of the, you know, pretty up there. Um, There's a lot of good tracks I've seen on YouTube of just like instrumental covers of this game in particular. So I know a lot of people really like this soundtrack, and I and I agree, it's pretty good. Um, I think my favorite soundtrack, you know, I, I can't say that any of these soundtracks, like while I was playing the game, became super memorable to me, but when I was playing Mario Kart 8 a lot, I did really like the Super Mario Galaxy soundtrack of uh, <laughs> the cloud, the cloud level. So like, da na 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 that one. Yeah, that one is my favorite one. Um, now I wouldn't say it's my favorite soundtrack of all time, but I think that's just personal preference and like music taste coming in a bit. But um, yeah, I mean that's I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I really like the music too. Um, I think I feel like the soundtrack was kind of a love letter to the Mario series as a whole because there's a great mix of like older tunes in there. Um, they would do like new arrangements of tunes from Super Mario Brothers 1 and Super Mario World and Super Mario 64. And uh, they one thing I really liked too is how the entire soundtrack was like orchestral or like a full band. Yeah. So like, you know, there wasn't really anything electronic about it from what I remember, which is really cool. Like, I don't know, it was just... I, I guess maybe it's a tribute to like Star Wars, like symphonies and stuff, where you know the galaxy-themed game gets the symphonic orchestra treatment. Yeah, um, <laughs> I even saw in the credits they credited like the Super Mario Galaxy Orchestra for performance. Dang! So, so you know it's real. You know it's not like programmed instruments. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just a neat touch. Um, but I even the the new music I really enjoyed, um, and I would say that some of the tracks did become memorable to me. There was. Um, I think the highlight for me is probably the the theme that plays when you're on Spaceship Mario. It's like like I fucking love that track. Yeah, you know that is a pretty good track. And and I could see myself like if if this were a game that I grew up with, or if this is a game that I played a lot more, like starting now, which I don't know if I will or not, but I could see myself having the soundtrack becoming one of my favorites. Like I I get see myself just listening to it for fun like I do with my other, you know, top soundtracks. Yeah. So uh, it's going to get a big thumbs up for me in that regard. Hell yeah. I think uh, Ryan listens to the soundtrack a lot. He's got like a ton of Nintendo songs on his iPod. But yeah, um, I think Nintendo at this point in time realized, you know what? You know, soundtracks are something that we, you know, we really get right. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, let's keep this, let's keep this thing going with uh, Mario Galaxy here. Yeah. And, uh, Obviously, being the second iteration in the series, they're like we got to keep this pace up. We got to keep it going, and uh, even Odyssey was no slouch. Um, so, I, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, I will say that the sounds are pretty stereotypical of what you would think of a Mario game. Uh, they didn't yep. really bring a whole lot to the table, and you know that's something I really enjoy. Um, but I mean, overall, really good. Not not my top favorite, but it's definitely up there. One thing I did like that's kind of sound effect related is the uh, the couple levels in the game where the gravity will change like in time with the music. Mm-hmm. So it'll play like a little bit of music and then go beep 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 beep. Doom, oh and the yeah, gravity will change. That was like, yeah. kind of neat, like audio touch. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, 
the new Mario Party has something similar. They they actually have rhythm games, which we didn't get a chance to play when you were over here. But uh, there's like a whole mode where it's nothing but rhythm games, and uh, you have to go along with the rhythm and do things. And that's what it reminded me of because they would do things like dit 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 change dit 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 change. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and we have to try that next time I'm in town. Hell yeah, brother! I agree with you about the sound effects overall being kind of just like normal Mario stuff. Uh, but one thing I got a kick out of was when uh, there's one of the slide levels where you're sliding down the tree and uh, there's a bunch of angry wigglers that are running at you and they have little like train <laughs> horn sound effects when they pass you. Woo. I was like, hey. yeah, I was like oh, that's funny. That's, that's pretty good. That's goofy. You got me, Nintendo. You got me. You got me. But yeah, otherwise, I feel like sound effects pretty, I mean, I would say unremarkable except that they're good. So like, yeah. kind of like the visuals is just what you would expect. So yeah, well, cool. Uh, I guess we're ready to give our ratings. And yeah, I'm ready. Cool. Uh, I gave mine a 95. Me too, boy. Ding, dude. We're we're a lot more in sync than I thought we'd be on this game. Yeah, we're crushing it, killing it, man. Crushing it. So uh, so, what's your aesthetics rating overall? Uh, 95. <laughs> Mine, oh, yeah, because you got 95 for both. Mine is uh, 92.5. Ah. I didn't expect it to, at this point, be a little bit ahead of you. I didn't at all. Because I, I feel like you enjoyed playing it more than I did. Yeah. But maybe, uh, yeah, so I guess from that standpoint, it's a little weird that I gave pretty much the same gameplay score as you, but uh, I don't know. I feel like it was I think, yeah, 85 I th- worthy. I, I, yeah, I agree with your rating. Uh, so continuing on to some people's favorite section, content. Cone, tent. We got to come up. I guess that is your thing for it. I was about to say we got to come up with the sound bite for that one, but cone tent is pretty good. Yeah. Um. Well, Pete boy, I know you really like your cone tent, uh, as evident in our Star Fox episode. So, um, yeah. Why don't you take it away? I'd be happy to. So, a uh, game felt like a good length to me. Um, yeah. I I started timing how much I uh, played it, but I kind of stopped because I was forgetting. Um, you know, I could check my Wii message board though because it keeps a log of <laughs> how much time you play spending or how much time you spend playing things. Um, but probably it took me like between fifteen and twenty hours to beat the main story and do a little bit beyond the main story. Um, but I, I thought it was a happy length. Like by the time I finished the game, I was like, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with this. I'm ready to be finished with the game. I'm ready to, you know, move on to some other game. Um, but also, there's a good variety packed into that length with the gameplay that we talked about and the the visuals and the audio all really combined to make a game that was fun to play for the duration of it. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's my overall impression of the content. What uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, the length was definitely. Pretty good. Uh, Fifteen to twenty hours is definitely something that for you and I, you know, if we wanted to pick up a new game at this point in our lives, it, it'd be nice for it to be fifteen to twenty hours so we could beat it. <laughs> yeah. But then it also has a ton of optional content that can make the game last even longer, or you can make the game how you want it. I thought the content was really good. I thought you know there's a lot of things to collect, which I really like that in video games. I really like to collect things. Um, so there's like stars, coins, star bits, unlocking new levels, unique challenges, um, basically just a lot of things to do, and not you don't have to do everything, but it did kind of force you to do most things, kind of like a banjo kazooie thing kind of going on there. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if I really enjoyed that because I was like, oh man, I really don't want to play this level. Like I found this level to be annoying. I don't know. But I also kind of wish I had more time to play it because kind of backstory on that. So basically I plan to play it for X amount of days. And if I had played it for X amount of days, I would have uh, finished it, I think. But sadly, uh, the first day was me going to the store, getting it, the game not working, of course. And this is the second occurrence I've gone to the store and it doesn't work. Hmm. Um, but I knew they'd be the only one to have it. And so I went to that store and I was like, of course, it didn't have it. And by this time I couldn't go back because it was closed. So I had to wait a full another day. But I tried to uh, uh, use other means and that didn't, that didn't work out well either. So I ended up having to wait a full another day and I was pretty frustrated by it. And I went back to the store and made sure they gave me a copy that was working. I made them <laughs> put in the working <laughs> copy, but um, that was kind of a bummer. started me out on the wrong foot. So I felt like I was rushed to play it the whole time. And yeah. uh, it might have might have hurt my viewpoint on the game a little bit. But I think from what I've seen, the content, there's a lot to do. And I wish I could delve into it more, but I don't think I'm going to because <laughs> the game kind of frustrates me, if I'm being honest. But um, I definitely recognize how good it is. Yeah, I, I don't see myself like wanting to ever get anywhere close to 100%ing this game cuz yeah. like there's like 120 normal stars you can get of which I have maybe like 75 currently and there's also 120 or there's there's a lot of green stars too which are like just they appear later in the game and they're just kind of like well hidden um so it's just like another thing for you to find um so yeah for for people who really enjoy the gameplay enough to make them want to keep playing the game, you know, they're taken care of in that regard. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Maybe not for me, but it's, you know, doesn't hurt to have that extra content. But if it tickles your fancy, I definitely think you got a lot to work with. Yeah. I really like the sense of humor in this game. Yeah. Uh, the characters have, there's like, you know, all these endearing characters. I like uh, Captain Toad and his crew that you <laughs> run into every now and then, and they're yeah. all like, I'm scared. And the captain's like, I'm not scared. Oh, wait, yes, I am. And like, it's <laughs> kind of silly. Um, there is one, there's one moment uh, where when you defeat Bowser, he says like, I forget the exact phrasing, but he's like, my powers gone, my empire in shambles, my cake, my giant cake. I never got a slice. <laughs> I like actually laughed out loud at that. I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, that was funny. <laughs> Dude, um, it's always bad when you can't get your own cake. Yeah. But it was kind of it's kind of awful because at the beginning he was like he kidnapped Peach so that she could bake him a cake. It's like, come on, Bowser, come on. Yeah, dude, you got Google, man. Learn your learn your own <laughs> cake cooking. Yeah, there was this other kind of funny thing that happened where, uh, and I think ordinarily I would dislike this, but if you die a bunch of times in the galaxy and then you go talk to Lubba, who's like your co-captain, I guess. He'll give you some words of reassurance, like, hey, it looks like you were struggling, but you made it through. Um, which, ordinarily, I'd be like, oh, that's really hand-holdy, like, kind of, you know, babying me, I'm not sure I like this. But let me tell you, man, after that damned spring challenge, <laughs> I had lost maybe, like, 15 lives on that bitch. And so I go, I finally finish it, and I go talk to Lubba, and Lubba's like, hey, it looks like you were struggling, but... I just want to let you know we really appreciate the way that you're helping us. And I was like, oh, like the way that you fra- like the way that he phrased it, where he's like, we really appreciate you helping us. And he didn't tell me to take a break because sometimes he'll do that. Oh yeah, this, which I which I always hate. But this yeah. time he did not tell me to take a break. He just said, hey, we, hey, we appreciate you sticking it through. And I was like, 
you're welcome, man. Like, you know, you're kind of you know, cool. <laughs> you're kind of cool. I, I kind of dig you. And I, I was wondering if he was going to like turn evil at the end or something, but that never happened. So I was pretty happy. Yeah, he does look like <laughs> someone that could turn evil, but I think he he was pretty humorous at times too. He's like, yeah, oh, so that's what you got, huh? <laughs> yeah. All when right. you some weird power up, he's like. Oh, isn't like there's like the rock mushroom. He's like, you brought back a rock. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, whatever you, whatever you like. <laughs> there was one moment too uh, where I had exactly 777 star bits accumulated, and he was like, hey man, I noticed you have 70, 777 star bits. Lucky you. I was like, oh, that's a cool little Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, you know, random. Also, you could play as Luigi. We haven't talked about that, but oh yeah, yeah, he's kind of like a little bit slippery and a little bit floaty like he is generally nowadays. Yeah, but he could jump a lot higher, so I found that to be much more enjoyable when I played as him cuz I I could it was easier for me to jump on things. Yeah. I like being able to jump on things. Is it weird <laughs> that he talks though? Like cuz yeah. that that struck me as weird when he first appeared and was like, "Hey bro, you want to switch?" Yeah, well, what I thought was weird is every single time you beat a level with him, he's like don't forget, you can call on me. It's like, Luigi, I know I've used you like 10 yeah, times already. I got tired of that, too. <laughs> it's several times they've they brought back prompts you've already seen. It's like, I've already seen this prompt. Like, <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah. I uh, One of my favorite characters is the chimp who had the minigames. Oh, yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. He, I love how he kind of like eggs you on. Like, he, He's definitely the the stereotypical, like, friendly rival who like wants you to beat them but like not too much <laughs> he's yeah. like hey so like if you can do it I'll give you a star maybe <laughs> and then he be- and then you beat him and he's like man you're so sick you're gonna be my eternal rival yeah and my greatest rival and my lifelong rival <laughs> I was like I've never seen you before so <laughs> yeah but I liked him though he's a cool and yeah. uh, and I actually liked his mini games too when I first encountered the chimp I was like oh these games are gonna be stupid but I actually quite enjoyed them found they were decently challenging but not too much so yeah, I thought they were going to be stupid too. It's you always have to race a monkeys in some game. I'm just like, I don't want to <laughs> race all the time. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the ice skating one? Uh, like that mini game where yeah. you have to like, like the whack a mole kind of thing. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it it definitely took me a few tries to get each one because there was like two ice skating mini games. I think it took me a couple tries for each one, but I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun too. It's like the only thing I found annoying about it was like. I'd get one and then like clear the thing, and all of a sudden, uh, like a bad one would pop up due to RNG. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go in this animation to where I basically <laughs> lose the entire round. Yeah, those games were pretty challenging. I, I liked them though. And like uh, like I said, the content there's a lot there. There's a like it's definitely challenging and it's not easy. This game is not an easy game. I would say. Um, and you can take it as far as you want it, whether you want to beat the game faster, whether you want to 100% the game, which I think would take quite a bit. You want to get a certain amount of star bits. I think that's a thing. Um, there's a lot to do. Um, and this game, I think it's definitely replayable if you really enjoy it, but it's not a game I particularly enjoyed, but I do think is a good game, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I feel like, it's a little similar to how you felt about Mega Man X, where like yeah, yeah, your enjoyment was not the same as like you recognizing its greatness. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think my only like problem with the content, and this is my last point, by the way, is that I felt like you just have to backtrack too much. Yeah, 
Because the game has those little gates where you have to have a certain number of stars to pass through, and I just feel like that's kind of like artificial difficulty or like artificial lengthening of the game. Yeah. And then like, um, I mean, it is cool though. Like, uh, I do like the prankster comets that will go by and like um, add a new challenge to a place you've already been. I think that's like a little more of a cool way to do it. Yeah. But I still don't like how they have like pretty strict requirements where like you have to have a lot of stars to keep going and I'm yeah. I'm just not sure I agree with that. Yeah, I kind of that's kind of how I feel because it's like I got to several points in the game where I was like, "Oh my gosh, really I don't have enough stars, but I'm like it's like I'm right here, like I've unlocked everything to this point." Whereas normal Mario games is like, "Okay, you're here, like you can keep going, but this one you have to get a certain amount of stars to keep going." And it's like, "Oh, I got to go find all the stars I didn't get." And then you end up having to play a level you really don't want to play again and you're like, "Oh, man, yeah, I think it should be more like optional where, you know, you, you can still have multiple stars and different planets. You can still have the prankster comets and stuff, but like let people go back to them if they want to break from wherever they are. You know, like I don't think it should be quite so forced. Yeah, and, and this is a problem I think, uh, I wouldn't say it happened exactly like this in Banjo-Kazooie, but Banjo-Kazooie you had to have pretty much everything to get to Gruntilda. And uh, it's not a problem that I really encounter because I just 100% the game, right, when I play it. But I can see that getting like pretty uh, trialsome for somebody who's like playing it, trying to beat it for the first time. Yeah. But the difference between Banjo-Kazooie and this game is that, you know, when you go into a level, technically everything you need is right in that level. Um, sometimes there's some backtracking to a different level, and that can take quite a bit of time. But generally, you can get most of the level done in that one go. Yeah. Well, that does it for me in content. Uh, and I think that was your last point. So would you like to give your rating? Yes, I give it a hot, fresh, balanced, symmetrical 90. 90. I gave it a 96. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that makes sense. It's uh, got some good content for show. Yeah. Um, so we will now do our number crunching, I guess. Is that what we do? Yeah, we will be right back. <laughs> and we are back. The numbers have been crunched. Feels good to crunch numbers, you know? Yeah. I, don't, I don't do enough math in my daily life. I know, right? Um, <laughs> so uh, to recap my scores, I have gameplay at an 85 Visuals at a 90, audio at a 95, that combines for an aesthetics rating of 92.5, and my content was a 90. So overall, my game score, as Peter Deal for Real, was 89.2. Nice, nice, that's pretty good. Almost, almost an A. Almost. Um, but for me, I, uh, I gave gameplay an 87, uh, audio and visuals uh, 95 which obviously brings my aesthetics rating to a 95 um, and then content was a 96 so uh, for me the overall was a 92.7 bringing sounds good brother bringing our overall IG score to a 90.9 which is pretty good I, I think that's fairly accurate yeah and uh, it places it eighth among 22 games on our list. So pretty good. It's pretty up there. It's definitely better than half the games we've played <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on here. I uh, I feel pretty good about our IG rating. Um, I do too. You and I were in 
verbal agreement most of the time. Yeah. So that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, this this game I would say is really good. I wouldn't say it's one of the. I mean, personally, for me, I wouldn't say it's one of the best games of all time, but I could see some people feeling that way. Yeah. And uh, we may have to do a little bit of a Metacritic research to uh, to see what other people think. But I think our uh, ninety point nine is pretty good. Well, actually, this is like in terms of Metacritic. I think I remember Ryan telling me it was like the highest Metacritic score ever. It's like a ninety-eight or ninety-nine. It's pretty ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Wow. Actually, let me just look it up so that I'm not fooling myself. Metacritic, Super Mario Galaxy Two. I don't know what that was, but breaking news alert: ninety-seven. It's a ninety-seven. Damn. So it's pretty up there. Um, but yeah, you know, Mario. Uh, that's Metacritic must play. Wow. Well, at least we played it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know there was such a such a thing as me, Metacritic must me play either. Might but, have to draw some inspiration from that list, wherever that may be. Yeah, I know, right? But yeah, overall, solid game. You know, not our favorite, but we definitely recognize its greatness. Um, yeah. I I would say I would recommend that our listeners try it if they can. Yeah, definitely. If especially if you have a Wii and you have nothing else to do with it, <laughs> don't sell it because it's not going to be worth it. Just take that piece of garbage and make it useful. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, and then Oof. get Project M. Yeah. Use use your Wii for hacking and for emulation of nothing else. <laughs> if nothing else. Um. But cool. I'm really I'm really glad we got to try this game out. We've got a ton of games. In store for you, well, about the normal amount of games, but <laughs> plus one, or I don't want to spoil that, but I might have. Whoops! Whoops! Delete the vod. Delete the vod. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I had a lot of fun doing this. Can't wait for uh, next episode, and I'm glad to be back. Honestly, me too, man. It's always good to get in the IG rhythm once again. Um, speaking of getting in the rhythm, you guys can get into our rhythm. Ooh, ooh. Uh, on social media, we have a Twitter account, which is the IG underscore cast. Um, is our Instagram at the same handle? Is it also the same thing? I or is think it? so. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. If not, you can just Google the Interstate Gamers It'll pop up. Instagram. Because Googling is uh, the way that we get things done in the 21st <laughs> century. And uh, it works every time. So, yeah. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Um we are available to listen to on Stitcher, on iTunes, slash Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. So yeah, it's not hard to find us if you're looking for some good, good IG content. And shout-outs to our wonderful patrons. Uh, we definitely appreciate all of you who have helped contribute to us, uh, you know, keeping this podcast going, being able for us to you know, try and do new things. Uh, we definitely appreciate you uh, supporting us. Um, so shout outs to Brandon Story, Katie Davis, my beautiful fiance, uh, Mallory Sutton, our newest patron. Shout outs to uh, Mallory, uh, Ryan Everett, Seth Webb, and Simon Webb. Thanks to all of you. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, we could not say it enough. So appreciate it as always, as our good friend Z Link Gaming would say. Appreciate it as always. Yes. Um, so that about does it for this episode. We are ready to bring you next episode, and I hope you enjoyed this one, and I hope you're going to enjoy Season 3. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Love you too, guys. Love you too. Super Mario Galaxy 2. (laughs) Bye.